0: Hi everyone, this is Ralph Russo from the AP. The coronavirus pandemic ranks among one of the most consequential stories ever covered by the Associated Press in its 170-year history. We've launched a new series as part of our Ground Game podcast, where I go inside the hard-hit areas and all the places in between with the AP's global team of journalists as the world tries to stem the spread of the virus. What you're about to hear is an episode of that podcast. I encourage you to subscribe to Ground Game, Inside the Outbreak on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks.
1: I'm Julie Pace, Washington Bureau Chief for the Associated Press. And this is Ground Game. The coronavirus pandemic ranks among one of the most consequential stories we have ever covered at the Associated Press in our 170-year history. Here to take you inside the outbreak is AP's Ralph Russo.
0: From the Associated Press, this is Inside the Outbreak. I'm Ralph Russo. Today is Monday, March 30th. As we begin another week in our new reality, there have now been more than 143,000 cases of COVID-19 in the United States, according to the Johns Hopkins University's Coronavirus Resource Center. That's now by far the most cases of any country. My guest today on Inside the Outbreak is AP reporter Gillian Flaccus, who is based in Portland, Oregon. Recently, with the help of other AP reporters across the country, Gillian wrote about how the outbreak is being met in rural communities, places where even under normal circumstances, the people are fairly isolated. Even where population is sparse, there is fear of the virus spreading. These are also places where the threat of a slowing economy is viewed as far more problematic than the virus itself. Gillian Flackus is an AP reporter based in Portland, Oregon. Thank you so much for joining me today, Gillian.
2: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: So a lot of attention is paid to the big cities and the surrounding highly populated areas where we find the majority of COVID-19 cases. How is the outbreak affecting people who are a long way from those hotspots?
2: Well, what's interesting is there are not as many cases in those areas, many, many fewer cases in, in very rural areas, but the outbreak is still affecting those communities quite deeply. First of all, the economy in a lot of those places has really taken a nosedive as it has elsewhere. Farmers and cattle ranchers say they are already seeing effects on the market and they're not going to be able to get as much as they are used to getting for their, their beef or or their crops. And also a lot of these more rural places are pretty strongly tied to tourism, spring and summer tourism communities near national parks, communities near good hiking and whitewater rafting, fly fishing, things like that, that really rely on the influx of summer tourists to help them along. And obviously this is hitting at a very bad time for them. And I should note that also there are a lot of communities near ski resorts, even though it's getting into spring, this has been going on for a month or so now. And they were, you know, seeing the a, a strong end of the season, and now those communities all also are suffering because the ski resorts have shut down.
0: So I'm curious, I know you had some help from AP reporters all around the country, but when you were traveling around Oregon, what were the towns that you hit and what did you find there?
2: Uh, well, actually, I did some phone reporting all over the state, but I really picked one spot that's relatively close to Portland. It's about 90 minutes east of Portland in Wasco County and a little tiny little town called Dufour. And what I found there was that there is, at the time at least, there were no cases yet in Wasco County. Um, since then there have been a handful, a couple, but people were really scared. And I met with a cattle rancher who runs 500 head of beef, and he was actually in the middle of rounding up his cows and calves, newborn calves to for cattle branding season, for calf branding season. And he was a little bit worried because he was having people come from other parts of the state to help him with the roundup. Uh, And he was kind of half joking, but really not completely joking about the fact that, you know, the gathering was going to be right under the limit that the governor had set for no more than 10 people. And also he was uh, really concerned about people coming to his community from Portland, because what we've seen in Oregon and I think what's been seen in a lot of other places around the country is, Some people are treating these stay-at-home orders or these school closure orders as an opportunity to basically take a vacation. And so a lot of people from the metro area in Portland – have been going to these rural uh, communities, especially along the Oregon coast, uh, along the Columbia River Gorge, and in central Oregon, where there's great rock climbing, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. uh, It was really incredible. Hundreds of people descending on these rural communities to recreate when they should have been staying at home. And so he was very concerned about that. I'd say that was his biggest concern. And then I went a little uh, further to the town of Maupin, which is a little bit bigger. It's probably one of the bigger towns in Wasco County, which isn't saying much. There I went to the only market, you know, the only food store in town, and the owners there were saying that they had seen people coming in and, and you know, taking being, being aware of the, the social distancing guidelines. But then I talked to one of the clerks there and normally at this time of year, he would be gearing up to go whitewater rafting. He's a, he's a fly fishing and whitewater rafting guide and that business has completely dried up. And so he was just there working as a clerk in the grocery store. And so that's going to be a huge hit for that community. These things are very real for people who live in these rural areas, even though, it might seem like it's kind of silly to, for them to worry about things like social distancing. There are very real concerns.
0: Yeah, I find it interesting, that balance between, hey, don't bring the virus here, right? And we see that here in, in even places like New York, where uh, I live very close to a big park. And I think people think, well, if I can just get outside, that means it's safer. But then there ends up being so many people in the park, you have to sort of navigate your round around the social distancing, even outdoors. Uh, And and then again, the other part of what you said is they also need some of these tourists to keep their economy going. So the dichotomy of that is pretty interesting. We need the tourists, but we also don't want them to bring the virus here.
2: Right. And then the other thing that was really interesting about this also, I thought, was this was less the case in Wasco County when I was there, but but a couple days later, uh, when all those tourists descended on those rural communities as beach towns along the Oregon coast to basically shelter in place in their little rental cabin, <laughs> the, the mayors of some of those towns kicked people out. They were horrified that these hundreds of people were coming to the beaches in the middle of the self-isolation period, and they shut down their communities and ordered every, all non-residents out within 24 hours. They shut down hotels they shut down short-term beach rentals, and they were irate. And they were angry, first of all, for fear that people were bringing the virus to their tiny towns, where, by the way, there are not a lot of hospitals and not very big hospitals. But they also made another point, which is that these towns don't have a lot of grocery stores and the visitors were buying up all their grocery supplies and the supply chain in some of these places is not great they might get a grocery truck once a week to restock their shelves and so they were kind of getting the double whammy they were worried about the virus and also people who live in those communities who are also sheltering in place and needed to stock up on food were unable to find basic supplies so it's really interesting um I think, like you said, people in some of the the larger metropolitan areas think, oh, this is a chance to go get in that rock climbing trip or do that camping trip that I wanted to do and didn't have time to do, and without really thinking about the impact it can have on our rural neighbors.
0: Right. And you just segued perfectly to my next question. And when talking about the grocery stores and even the hospitals, and let's get more into that, how are small rural towns equipped to handle a situation where it is suddenly confronted with numerous infected people?
1: Well...
2: I mean, in a lot of these places, frankly, they're not. I talked to one of my coworkers in Alabama contributed a vignette, uh, from a little town called Georgiana, and the only hospital in town, there closed last year. Uh, I think it was thirty percent of the people who live there are over the age of sixty, so they're in the high risk group, and there's no place for them to go except a little health clinic where the hospital used to be. And in Oregon, you know, some of these some of these hospitals are barely more than a glorified walk in clinic in some of these places, and they would be easily overwhelmed. And you have people who are in situations where the doctors and the nurses are commuting an hour or more to get to the hospitals because they're in such rural areas. So this is, again, another real concern. And I know that in Oregon and in, in states across the country where there's, are, there are significant rural populations, there are efforts to get these hospitals up to speed. But the fact of the matter is, if there's a surge in one of these places, if there's a cluster, for example, that takes off, they will very quickly be overwhelmed.
0: So I noticed in your Twitter profile under Beats, you cover uh, there is pot and there is the environment. Both are sort of naturals for someone living in Portland, Oregon. And now you also have the coronavirus, uh, which is something we're all covering a lot of these days. So I wanted to ask you, as as your job has sort of evolved into, I'm sure, a lot of coronavirus reporting, at, w- at what point did the enormity of this story hit you?
2: I think it was... a. About a week and a half ago when, first of all, my children's school closed for six weeks and then right on the heels of that, bars and restaurants throughout the state closed. This was before we were in a shelter-in-place order here, but those two things right back to back and then, and this is going to sound really kind of superficial and trite, but you know, when my local coffee store shut down, I think that's when I thought, wow, this is really serious because some of these businesses that I frequent every day, had tried to stay open as long as they could. And, you know, you could see the effects little by little. But really when I was – there, was about maybe three or four days when I was going into work after most other people weren't. And it was complete – it was a ghost town Um, driving into work. There was no traffic, no people out. Uh, And I said to my husband, you know, it's like on those days when I have to get up to work a a Christmas morning shift and I'm driving into work on Christmas morning. That's what it was like. There's nobody – there. There's nobody around. And I think that's when it really hit me. And um, that's when I started to feel a little scared, honestly, because, you know, nobody knows how this is going to end.
0: Gillian Flaccus is an AP reporter based in Portland, Oregon. She did a lot of reporting recently on a story on how the virus is affecting small towns in rural areas. Gillian, thank you so much for joining me. Please stay safe. And thanks for uh, providing all this great insight.
1: Oh, no, thank you. You too. You stay safe too. That's it for this episode of Ground Game. With both a pandemic and a presidential campaign to keep an eye on, we'll be here every step of the way, giving you all the news you need to know. Be sure to tell a friend about us. And please, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Some of the details of our discussion may have changed by the time you hear this. For up-to-date developments on all of your news, head over to apnews.com. From